0: Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. Yeah, Grant Morrison, you know, basically at one point he came to the set. He he said I think your movie should be a something called the Invisibles. Alright, that's great, right, Grant. Yeah, that's we were gonna yeah, this movie's actually it's about ponies. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, let me tell you, I'll just write it. It's called The Matrix and he writes it down, and they just, I'll just throw this in the trash for you, Grant. But, yeah, so, getting into the second movie, Matrix Reloaded. Now, a lot of people say, oh, it sucked. <laughs> I think that's, I think it's quite, <laughs> quite going overboard. They're definitely problematic elements, for sure. And there are issues with the way the story worked, and there are a lot of things that didn't work. But that being said, aside from the dun 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 that they literally had at the ending, I thought it actually had a pretty interesting cliffhanger.
1: I I have to say I don't remember the dun 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 at the end of the movie. Okay,
0: it wasn't explicitly that, but it was like a musical sting. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, no, they
2: did. It's when they showed that Smith. Oh, spoilers, I guess. Um Smith. Yeah, ahead, <laughs> they show that that, that that Smith like followed him outside um outside the Matrix. Something like that. Um We're
0: using the, this guy named Bane is the character's name, and like who names a kid Bane? What awful, what awful <laughs> parrots.
2: Okay, so so or maybe think, uh
0: you know what it's probably who it was his hacker alias, so now it makes sense. Never mind. Okay.
2: Right, I right. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I about that. Okay, what people forget <laughs> about what people forget about the second matrix is that from what I recall from people talking I mean I, I could be wrong but from what I recall is that when the second movie came out people weren't talking much shit about it until the third movie came out and, and what and what what sort of finalized the series then people were like oh the second two movies were fucking terrible and some people yeah. actually just like you know lambasted the entire series because of the second two movies which yeah, sucks. although but, there are definitely but,
0: people who didn't like things in the second one even no 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 okay beginning. okay
2: but but here's the thing but what the second one had could have been a sort of thing that seemed like it was going a certain direction with the whole architect thing that was part of it that that co- sort of made it a little more interesting it was like you know there have been ones like you before see and that that brought in something interesting there you had this guy saying like you've know, been watching you you're you're part of this program that's existed um though I think he's like you neo know, is like a new a new version of it or, or something like that you know I think I think um, I think that was something interesting there, but like, I don't know, almost nothing else in the second movie was really like so, so like I what what happened? What happened in it? Like, what were they doing? Well, the second like, movie.
1: Well, let, let me say I enjoyed the second movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I hated it. it. I thought it was pretty pretty decent. It's definitely fun. There's like some some good action scenes, and there's some stuff that happens that's really sort of like, um, unexpected. Um, in the sense of like, you know, when they go and they have that whole conversation with the the French guy who talks about causality or whatever, like it, it kind of meanders and, and like, like at some I assume people were getting bored and saying, what's the point? But like, it, I feel like they were almost trying to do that. Like in the second movie, like they didn't, we just want to remake the, the first movie again. So, so they had to sort of like do things in a, in a sort of a weird way, like play yeah. with audience, audience expectations. And that's where the architect comes in also, like. That is not the ending of the movie that anybody expected, right, um, right? And they were trying to just like give people a different experience than the first movie, and they yeah. succeeded. So, the question is whether it was actually good. Um, yeah. And as a as a movie that ends in a cliffhanger, it really kind of depended too much on the resolution in the third movie. Um yeah. You know, it doesn't really well, stand on its own.
0: Talk the repeating things is a classic sequel problem. I mean, look at Ghostbusters two, yeah, which is which I saw before Ghostbusters. So I didn't realize how much it was copying from the first movie, which is an enormous amount.
1: Basically, it was the the same plot again.
0: <laughs> well, it, all the big you know, the points were all there. And although yeah. there are a lot of things about Ghostbusters two that I still like, you know, I feel like it it's not as nearly as good of a movie compared that to Terminator, of which sequel did more it expanded things it reversed things it turned arnold from the bad guy into the good guy you know mm-hmm. there's also you know that's an example of doing a sequel right in a way that you don't really expect yeah and and they even play with that when you know but when we know that you know arnold is a good guy but sarah connor doesn't and so she's terrified when she sees him again
1: and also, I mean, like,
2: the oh, wait, 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 is it assumed, is it assumed that he looks exactly the same? Yeah. As, as, the yeah, Turner no, it's clear. It's clear. Oh, cause they have I thought the whole, I thought the whole thing. They have
1: pictures of him.
2: Oh, they, cause I thought the whole like... thing, I, I didn't realize that. Cause I, I mean, I watched it a long time ago, the second one, but like, I, I thought the whole thing was just, they were just kind of like being like, oh, it's just a given it's, it's a, it's an actor. So like, whatever they can be, whatever, but he actually looks like it. He
1: is supposed to look exactly the same. But the, yeah, wow. the second movie movie—the second movie really expanded things because the first movie basically is just sort of like a horror movie. It's like, you know, they're just trying to survive. Like that's yeah. all they're trying to do is survive. In the second movie, they say, wait a second, like, we don't have to put up with this. Let's go, let's go change things. You know, we're, we're going to change fate and that. you know, the whole, like, there is no fate, but what we make, you know, Terminator thing, um, you know, like it's, it's just a radically different. Attitude that the that the protagonists have in that movie, you know, and the and the way that they go about what they're trying to accomplish, um, right, which, makes so, it, which make, gives it a very different feel.
0: Well, let's talk about what the second yeah. Matrix movie is doing and like how it kind of sets things up. I mean, the the movie essentially starts with stakes, although you probably don't even remember what they are, which is part of the problem.
1: The opening is is when like um, the new agents come in, right? Yeah. There's like a warning agent. We don't know that it's Agent Smith, but Agent Smith comes by and says like, "Hey, there's there's new agent. There's agents on the way, and they're like upgrades, and Neo has to fight them." And
0: right, but here's the thing: the stakes are at the beginning. Is that a bunch of Sentinels are just coming towards Zion, and they're coming in three days, and that's it. And uh, I think part yeah, of I didn't from, remember that exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's like those. You know, truth is, those are real stakes. Yeah. Why don't we get the sense of urgency? We just don't get it. There's too he much time in the that.
2: Matrix, and then he's fighting a billion Smiths. But oh, just well, he, I
0: talked but, about how that should have been done. That was I mean, it's it's so simple how to fix that scene, which is you know Neo's there with some friends, you know, you know, it, and they're then just hanging out. Oh well, no, no, they're, they're, they're doing I mean, blow. They're, no, they're just they just met, and then suddenly a bunch of agents come and they're like, "Wait a minute, this is all even Smith thought he was dead," and then one of them absorbs and copies one of his friends. They're like, "What the?" And then he tries to go for like Trinity, let's say, which now he's like, "Oh crap, I gotta stop that from happening." So he manages to knock him away, and then it's more interesting about I have to protect someone to get them out, and I think that's a much more interesting thing. How do I get someone to stop? You know, how do I protect my people? Because he's not, you know, at this point, we're not worried about him; we're worried about everyone else.
2: Right, right. This the is thing is, like when when he has when he has a fight, Superman it's just problem. like, yeah, yeah, it's this old Superman thing.
0: You know, we're, we know Superman's not gonna die. The key is, how is he going to save everyone? Well, he can't. So, how can he do the best? And I think that would have been a simple way, just replace it with what it was, you know, lose some random character, but have him, like, worried about, and that, in the beginning, he's already worried about losing Trinity, and there's nothing about some kind of dream, which is what they actually did, where he has a dream that Trinity dies. Which is, like, you know, come on. That's, uh, kind of tired.
2: Right, right. So that's yeah. that's
0: the simple way to fix that. Well,
2: way. and that's true, and that could have, and that could have, that could have added. And see, that's that that whole harping on the on the real world stuff could have been, that's, that that should have been the focus in terms of. I think, I think Jeremy, you and I agree with this about this, you know, for the second two movies because that makes more sense because Neo can't do stuff outside of the Matrix. That's the whole thing. He understands the Matrix, but how can he do it on the outside? And I guess we could could we segue into the. Well, first we have to give uh, we have to give a uh, homage to uh give big ups to uh Will Ferrell's performance as the architect. That's, oh, the I was I was going to bring that
1: up because
2: going, I believe oh, there it uh, goes.
0: these are <laughs> we can't just skip over the architect.
1: I think okay, I think that people, um, or at least I do, and I I feel like I'm not the only person um, remember Will Ferrell's performance, um, you know, his impression of the architect better than they remember the actual yeah. architect. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Will well. Ferrell, Will Ferrell has that skill. Like he's he's pretty memorable. <laughs> may, I get that maybe, but he, he, I I, he, I feel like both
1: of them, I so. feel like Will Ferrell's performance is just sort of like, at, at least in my mind, and I think a lot of people, he's sort of like replaced the original performance. Yeah,
2: no, no, I agree, I agree, I agree, at for for me at least. And he's like, Ergo, <laughs> he's he starts getting angry, right. and he's like, vis vis a
0: vis Concordantly, there are problems in the way that scene was done. And I I appreciate Which one? Which one? The the architect scene. I like in the, for the movie awards? For the No no, no. in the actual movie. for the prestigious MTV thing. movie awards? Forget about the movie which was just silly. You know, Wolf was funny, but the rest of it was like whatever, who cares? Well, when Sean William Scott goofy.
2: jumps on top of it like he keeps going, Sean Pyle, Sean Pyle, Sean Pyle. That was pretty funny. No it wasn't. <laughs> so Nerd shuts down Nerd.
0: I think that it was interesting what they were trying to do with that. They are trying to have sort of a philosophical discussion that was actually about some kind of issue. We had to make some kind of choice. It wasn't really clear about what was happening. You know, they sort of set up these ideas about, oh, we've done, we've had a, you know, obviously there's this idea about a control. There's a one that we have. It's like, well, what about the first movie? I mean, was he just some random guy? I mean, I, it doesn't really fit really well with the first one. And it should have, because the first one already happened. You know, we, why don't you just tie it in? Yeah. When well, you look back at it, it doesn't really make sense. The motivations of the agents don't make any sense anymore. Right. So, and like their whole what they're trying to do with zyne it's like, well, you know, what is the that doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, there, I thought there was a whole point about the the thing that they seem to be saying is that every so often we discover, you know, there are basically vulnerabilities that come up. And we use the one as sort of a patching mechanism. You know, it's another way, it's another method of control. It's another layer to keep people to think that there is this idea, oh yeah, we'll get to Zion, but we can't let Zion get to a certain level of technology capability because then they could actually threaten us. So every so often we have to destroy them. And this point is how we know when that happens.
1: Okay. We need to, we need to just come out and say like, the second and third movie would have been better if it turned out that Zion was also part of the Matrix,
0: which is a really, really common theory.
1: Right? I, I obviously we're not the first people to think of that, but like it would have worked so much better. It would have worked so much better.
2: That's like a, a okay. So how would M Night Shyamalan have done that twist?
1: No, we, we don't. We don't talk about M Night Shyamalan. <laughs>
2: Cause it's sorta M.H.
0: Mamalan sorta. Well, if, if you want to do that twist, he would, uh, it would just be a brain in like on a, on a desk. And people weaving would be just sitting there with like a quill pen (laughs) writing a story (laughs) called The Matrix.
2: (laughs) It it would be like a love letter to his wife. Yeah, he'd have a wig, like a colonial wig on. Like, (laughs) dearest Mary, I am to embark (laughs) on a, on a voyage. (laughs) My brain experiments are proceeding. Smashingly, <laughs> Dude. And then, and then, and then, and then he burns, then he burns the the letter and yes. on the candle, and he starts crying. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: Somebody get him that channel out of his phone.
2: <laughs> That's awful. A it's awful. Terrible thing.
0: It's fantastic.
2: Podcast over <laughs> we, we we did it. we cracked the matrix we did it
0: well i think I think that that's an interesting idea. The only problem is then where you go. do you just end it with like despair? what it was all another matrix? I mean, where does he wake up? who's there? what's there? now you're adding like so much more that you have to worry about i mean it's it gets more complicated, I guess that's guess what I'm saying. there's a lot
2: more that you have to worry about. I mean, like, you know. is is there a real like? You know, I I understand like, is there a real world? What's what's the whole thing? I mean, it just kind of seems like you could do that because it's like you could just do that. It's it's kind of like bullying the audience. I feel like you see what I'm saying. It's kind of like like yeah, you can do it. You can make sense, but it's kind of just like like overpowering them and just being like yeah, well, there there really isn't any hope. and how, how how could how could you think that? And that's not exactly the point. I, I think, um I think and, it's- And I
0: think that kind of invalidates the first movie, which is like, yeah, kind of yeah. the problem, Sam, with that theory, which is like, cool as it is, I really don't think it make, works thematically, if I'm honest with you. I think that it's an interesting idea, but you would need then to do it, you couldn't have that be the ending. You would need to have it
1: used as a way- No, then the third sense. movie, the third movie could have then been about him discovering that you know there real is world. no there is no real human resist- or the like the real human resistance is like tiny, you know it's like two people okay. or something so you know that, and like I and like the third getting... movie the idea is it's the third movie all right I, now we're talking about like how to fix it, right, but this yeah. is my theory. The third movie could then have been about like neo waking world. up in the real world and like getting the real human revolution going, you know the real rebellion, uh so to speak
0: now imagine if you tied this in to you know the to Neil Gaiman's short story. About the Matrix, which had to do with aliens, like imagine, like which sort of indicates that um, there was an or there were aliens that were throwing rocks at the Earth.
1: Okay, hold on, slow down, slow down a little bit, because I I don't think anyone's gonna have any idea what you're talking about. So basically, there was this comic book um, that was like a companion to the Matrix, and it had a bunch of stories, and Neil Gaiman wrote one of them, and in one of the stories, apparently there were these aliens, and they were going to attack the Earth by like. (laughs) Just taking random well, orbiting, were. They were, or they were attacking yeah. the earth by taking random, whatever, I don't know, um, rocks. asteroids or, yeah. you know, comets space or something, rocks. and just kind of flinging them at the earth because that's a really effective way of, you know, um, tearing Damaging. shit up. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the plot basically. And Jeremy, you can, you can take it from there.
2: Yeah. I mean, Aliens throwing space rocks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Essentially, <laughs> the matrix basically trains humans, like a bunch of humans to try to help save the day. And then sends them out to, you know, try to stop the aliens, and of course they do. And it's sort of an interesting thing because, you know, I I don't get into the specifics, but it was an interesting idea. Now, you don't necessarily have to be, you could say, I I know that's adding extra complexity to a sci-fi story to have aliens involved, but it could be just, you know, cataclysmic events. We've talked about how it it was the end of wars, like nuclear wars. It could be that the surface is, like, mostly destroyed. And, you know, the machines cannot be on, no one can be on the surface. Mm-hmm. Because it's just too, you, know, you can't have that, you couldn't have the matrix on the surface because it's impossible. All the people would get killed because of the radiation. Right, right. So, I think then you could have a sort of interesting thing about, and the animatrix paid a line with this a little bit, but I think yeah. we're getting into something interesting about how you have to use the real world where he doesn't have any powers, per se, although he does have all the knowledge that he's been able to load into his head. Like, all that is still there. Like, he has, like, abilities in his head, but he doesn't have the... His body isn't trained like that. And I think, you, you know, you could get to something more interesting. Like, some of the stuff they played around with dollhouse, like, you know, the switching memories and expertises. It would be interesting if, like, there were people that actually were able to retain some of that to try to do something.
1: Now, I'm not entirely yeah, sure how we would... They do never that. really made clear how that works. Like if you downloaded knowledge in the matrix, then like how that would play out in your body in the real world. Like I guess you would still know the knowledge, but in terms of the the muscle memory and stuff, like you know, it wasn't clear whether whether that would actually work. Well, like, that's you the only carry over, think, like
2: physical skills.
0: I think it was clear it wouldn't quite work. Like you'd have like because your reflexes would not be built into your body well enough.
2: Right. I think I think a big thing is the reflexes and and all that and the yeah that your your mind really in sync with with your body. I think that's a, that's a good way to talk about the third one. That I mean, my theory all, all the time about how it could have been done well, because I, I don't think I don't think they really actually thought that the, that Zion was was part of the Matrix. I really don't think that that was their idea, especially seeing the Animatrix. But uh, we can get into that in a bit. But um, the whole thing is that that I always thought that the best scene in the third movie, and I thought actually it was it was a tenth scene. Was when Neo is fighting Smith, like in the real world. Both of them are outside of, uh, outside of their power zones. It's a great way, I think, to round out, like, the, the series, or at least to to get towards the end of it, because they have to fight each other in this, in this, in this, uh, debilitated state. It's much more raw. And then, you know, N- Neo gets blinded and it's all that. Like, I thought that that's a really cool yeah. way. Well, it's go- stakes. Yeah, the, you know? the, st- the stakes were there, and I thought that was a really cool thing. They could have really played with that more. You know, I think it could have been good. In fact, they could have done the second movie was they're coming towards Zion, and like Neo's trying to do stuff in the Matrix to stop it, and then Neo actually has to face, you know, uh what's it, he has to face Smith in the in the real world. Like, I think I think there's there's a lot to it, and I think that would have been right. much so better. I but you, I mean, started. but
1: remember the thing about that, like Smith isn't one person. You know, it isn't like there's like a soul. Oh, wait a that like inhabited a this guy's body. Like Smith no. just he copied himself.
0: Yeah, but here's like, where I think I think we and that thing is well. First of all, there's a couple things. First of all, you could say if you want to use like if he was the real world, you could just say he used a corruption of the way that they use memory transfers already to to copy
1: himself in there. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that there's that there, they didn't adequately explain how he could have copied himself into a person's body. Like that's fine. But what I'm saying is like it's like the it's theory, all it, though, like what Benji was talking about. Oh, you know, Neo is fighting Smith in the real world, but like. Even if he kills that guy, like all the Smith copies in the Matrix are still there. Like it's not like they would no, just vanish. No, the
0: stakes were
2: whether or not some Neo could die. Right, right. That's the thing. I mean, because remember, he had a, he had, like I think it was just Neo and and Trinity on the ship, and then ah, and then okay, so had followed. Been, so that 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 was the thing because he, they're alone so, on this on this in this place. Yeah. So
0: in the second movie, it could essentially, I see it. All right, now I feel like I, I'm getting somewhere. But first of all, it explains how. Smith could copy himself into another human because it's all part of, you know, that's all connected, essentially. He just had to use a different interface to copy out to the other part of the Matrix using the phone lines, which is how everyone else does it, because he couldn't just do it directly. But then you essentially end the movie with him, you know, going through some sort of traumatic event. He loses his sight inside, you know, the second Matrix, and suddenly he sees... What looks like the Matrix again? Like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, that's when he wakes up in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah. And I think that you know, that's sort of an interesting way it could have gone. I think so. But then, you know, <laughs> there there are a lot of issues with the, the third movie. I think it's interesting. Like I've heard it said, like if you just think of the third movie, as kind of like a sort of a, a fun little B movie. Robots versus people movie and you cut out all the matrix stuff it's not the worst movie yeah but
1: it doesn't really fit Well, it's like then, but movie then then it's there. just like a sort of cheesy sci-fi movie exactly. that wasn't very then, good that, 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 like, that's what I said like, uh, it, was,
2: it, was, it was shot all right yeah, like like a, those, those, yeah. those parts like, it was kind of cool how the aliens were coming down through the center and they had to shoot at them like that was kind of I mean, a cool the, image yeah, it's the like way a that Bay they,
1: movie. the way that they swarmed time, like insects was kind of cool that yeah, that much i will say
2: it's like a Michael bay type movie. Yeah. You yeah, know, so, so, in other words, amazing. In other words, brilliant. And nuanced. Words, nuanced is know, the word I'm looking for.
0: Probably watchable, but with characters that aren't so great. And slightly racist, right. Wait. So, yeah, well, <laughs> Michael
1: story. Bay is probably watchable?
0: It depends on which Michael Bay. The earlier stuff, definitely. Right.
2: I like, I'm, he, Jeremy's a Michael Bay hipster. <laughs> you didn't know
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> the um, rock is good. He did, he did make, um, bad boys, right?
2: Yeah, you
1: did. I like bad boys.
2: Yeah. um, so Can we talk about the Animatrix? Because I'm, I'm all about it.
1: Yes, we should talk all about right. the Animatrix.
2: Um, b- basically, for those, for those who don't know, the Animatrix, you said it was made between the second and third one?
0: It was released. It was released
2: it was between the second and third it was one. Really. It's a collection, I think, of nine films, nine like, short films that were kind of like fanfics of, of the Matrix. I actually used to think that, that one of them, the second Renaissance, was, was made by by uh the wachowskis but actually it was it was made by someone else
1: anyway well they weren't um, fanfics. they were like officially sanctioned no no, no. that was the thing they were
2: sanctioned fanfics, which I, which was great it, it was it was what was cool about it is that is it as if they were like just part of the matrix it's like a, part of the matrix universe it's like common yeah books. it's like it's
1: like a um shared universe kind of but
2: thing they were, they were they, so many of them were, at least most of them i thought were so well done and approaching just like how the matrix approaches so many different angles in different dimensions, you know, so to speak, like it approaches special effects and aesthetics and music, but also ideas and sci-fi and all these things. This, and then story, same thing with, with the animatrix. So you know you start out with this two part thing. The only one that had two parts to it, which is the second Renaissance, which basically goes through the history from, um, from, uh, from basically what happened, like, you know, like how the humans started creating like robots to sort of serve them and look like butlers and all that. And, and how they started to kind of oppress, like there's this whole thing where like this, uh, this, um, robot gets accused of, uh, of, mur- uh, gets almost like convicted of murder or something and it starts this whole robot movement and they're, they're oppressed and they flee. But then, you know, all, all this, all this stuff happens and, and eventually the robots take over and there's this big war and, and, uh, the tables are turned on the humans. But the thing about it is it's really well done. Like, it's really, really, really powerful. Like, and every time I watch it with anyone, they're like, whoa, that's fucked up. There's certain parts you're like, I didn't expect that. Like, there's this one scene where, like, they're, this, like, this, like, gang is, like, beating the shit. These people on the street are beating the shit out of, uh, this, like, female robot, in, in quotes. And it's, like, they tear her clothes off. And then it's even more disturbing because as they tear her clothes off, like, first she looks, like, actually a woman, you know, like a human woman. But then as they start beating her, you see, like, the, uh, you see, like, the, um, the metal behind her. And she's kind of screaming, it's like a half scream, half like metallic scream or something. it's it's like it's like crazy. And and then later on when the machines take over, like it gets really graphic with how they with, with how they sort of uh, you know, oppress uh the humans and torture them and all that. So it's really powerful. And it and the interesting thing about it is like unlike the Silmarillion, even though I haven't really read the Silmarillion, you know, sometimes when there's like a whole world and they try to then then the, the original authors try to create you know, the origin story, it often sometimes, I think, takes away from the original piece. But this was really good addition. It actually summarized what happened without taking away and actually adding more to the world. And and also, the, just like The Matrix, the pacing in it was really good, like really excellent. And then well, they had part some...
1: Of, part, of why, part of why it really adds to the story instead of taking away is that, like, I mean, to compare it to the Silmarillion. Like, the Silmarillion was basically Tolkien's Bible you know, like right. he, it was like writing the, you know, and it's, it's sort of biblical. And so it's got that kind of like dry tone to it. Um, right. Like I, all you know, Tolkien.
2: Right. I agree.
1: No, but so. more, more than other Tolkien. It's, it's more biblical. Yeah.
2: It's consistent. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, <laughs> but, but the, the movie that you're talking about movie that, you know, the short, the short, uh, animated piece is, mm-hmm. is mostly done in sort of like a documentary style, I think, mm-hmm. if I remembering right. Yeah. Um, so there's like a certain like immediacy to it, which is very, um, you know, it's, it's very gripping. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and so it just sort of, it's just sort of giving you some of the background, you know, things that happened like, um, I don't know, decades or, or even like, like, I don't know, a century maybe before, before like the actual setting of the matrix. Um, just to, just to give you a sense of like, but not—it's not just to give you background. It actually tells its own story. I think that's right, why exactly. it works yeah, it's, it's telling its story.
2: own story. And what's really cool about it is that there's no one protagonist or antagonist. Unless you can say humans and machines. It has a bunch of different people in it. It's like it's really—I mean this is the whole documentary thing. It's really, really—it's rare that you can have like not—you can have something that doesn't really have a protagonist and like a clear protagonist and still be effective. So and the whole thing is also that, that you're looking through the Zion archives or whatever. That that that's kinda of what it is. It's like as if you're going through like their 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 digital archives of what happened. Um but I want to talk about some of the other films cause, cause, um um some of them are really cool too. Like there was there is um there is one where like it's kind of this like film film noir, like the private yeah, private eye it, thing. It's that was, called a detective story. A detective story and it has that aesthetic and it's kinda of, it's kinda of steampunky. You know, and he still has computers, but he's still like, it's still like there are trains and all that, and he's like fleeing from, he's trying to find Trinity, and it's kind of a simple story, you know, in a lot of ways. But there's this really cool line, you know, I guess spoilers, you know, what what happens is he, mm-hmm. he finds, he finds, uh, Trinity, the detective finds Trinity, and he gets shot in the process by some agents, but he actually like tries to protect her. Um, and like, the interesting thing is she says something to him, which is really cool at the end, he's like, she's like, for what it's worth, I, I think you actually could have handled the truth. And like, and since you know the Matrix, you're like, ooh, that's really awesome that you just said that. Cause you're like, oh, what if, what if this guy could have been, you know, he probably would have been a good agent. I mean, not an agent, um, a good freedom fighter or whatever.
0: Right. And well, I, I want to also talk about one of my other favorite ones from that, which was called a uh, world record. Yeah, that without was cool. This athlete. Oh yeah, who, yeah. Who's yeah. who, is, who is set a world record, but then he loses his gold medal because of drug use. So he tries to, you know, compete again without it. But then he's told, "No, you're you can't do it. You're physically unfit," and he injures himself because you know he's like his you know his muscles rip. But through willpower, he manages to, you know.
1: Jeremy, you're doing such a bad job of telling the story of what happens in this movie. (laughs) You're really just butchering.
2: You want to give it a go, Sam? Then
1: what happens? It's about this this sprinter. Um, and I'm sure that Jeremy has got the details right. Whatever he had a r- world record and he got used drugs. I don't remember that part. The point is, um, he's he's in this race and he's pushing himself to you know like to go faster than he's ever gone before. And he actually likes he he gets into the zone where he pushes himself so far that, as Jeremy said, you know his muscles actually start to like tear themselves apart, and he like. He like breaks through the ma- the matrix essentially. Like, you know, he, he um code. Yeah. he sees the code. Because... But doesn't he
0: wake up, right? No, he wakes up. Right. He does wake up. Yeah. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and then I think it ends with him like in a coma or something like that. Or almost, he's... almost. And
2: then the last thing he says like you know. And yeah. William Wallace shows off shows up and cheers <laughs> him on, you know.
0: He's but like... in a he's in a he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, like a, and an agent says, Listen, we've erased his memory. So he'll never walk again. It won't be a problem. But they even so discuss he,
2: what happened. I mean, pretty much. And then much.
0: he says, free. And then he stands up, breaking the middle screws that have his restraints. And then he takes steps and then falls down again. Yeah. But it's like, it's sort of an interesting thing about, uh, you know, willpower and everything, like, and how it was really, it really was like mind over matter.
2: Yeah. It was the whole thing also, he broke through, broke through the matrix by just the, 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 the physical feet or just the focus, which is just a cool idea. Um. Yeah. Um it, un- yeah. unfortunately
1: that's it, I see that as um now that I'm thinking about it it is it is kind of a continuity problem because it kind of implies that like he is actually the one or like
0: no he doesn't see the code and also don't remember the oracle says like sometimes there are people who have the gift yeah right? yeah so like he has Sam a, that was an awful thing, a, thing to say you
2: should be ashamed of yourself he has
0: the gift he's just not okay. like the actual one, he's not the Neo. He's not, as
2: uh,
1: South Park would
0: say, he's not the Keanu Reeves.
2: Right. Yeah, there's only one Keanu Reeves, Sam. All right. That's what we've that's what we've, we've learned. Which, by the way, that was like the best South Park at one there's, of the best South there's
1: Park. There's one Park. person in every generation who could have been the one. <laughs>
2: that's right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what else? There? there, there was there was that one where like part of like the training program or whatever is that is that is that the uh, is that one of um uh, in, shot in a more anime ish style. Uh, is that like is that like her um her like captain or whatever this woman's captain? Uh, they're inside like the matrix or whatever or inside a training thing, and he tries to convince her to turn, and so he's forced to he's for she's forced to like spoilers I guess she's forced to kill him, um, and then it, it was all part of the training thing. but It was kind of like to test like her commitment to like to to not wanting to reenter the matrix. So that, that was kinda cool. And then there was that one that was the final flight of the Osiris, which was good in terms of the story. It actually was pretty good for it. It was like this other ship and they had to like let everyone know that, that they that they think the sent that that they were invading Zion, something like that. And they were like they they, they fought off some sentinels, right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then there was matriculated, which is where they get a machine to become a human. That was kind of a weird one. I didn't like that as much, but it was it was kinda interesting. I don't remember Ooh. that one. Yeah, yeah that but, wasn't, uh, it was alright. It wasn't as good, but it was kind of interesting. Was there anything else? Did we, did we get all of them? Let
0: uh, me think. There was... Well, we mentioned the ones about, done by Square. Yeah, yeah, there was the one about... Called Beyond, where there was like... They see anomalies with these That's right. Cats. That's right. Yeah, that was the other one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Animatrix, I mean, I always recommend it. I always say it's cool. It's a, It's a cool little just like artistic thing that they did that I thought was really well made and like, those actually worked. Those were like kind of, I feel like they were kind of like a spiritual uh sequels, spiritual successors to uh, to uh the Matrix. Because they cause they really explored a lot of the various things that that the Matrix explored you know, as, aesthetically and uh conceptually. So, yeah.
0: Yep. True, true. Alright, I feel like we've uh, covered some good stuff here. We've talked about, you know, <laughs> some very interesting parts of The Matrix movies, both the good and the bad. And I think we've come up with ways that, you know, maybe it should have gone.
2: I have two words. Joss Whedon. I think it's all all on our minds all the time. Even though it wouldn't be the same, it would be a very Joss Whedon thing. I mean, of course, we'd all watch a Joss Whedon uh, Matrix. I mean, of course. (laughs) You will. True.
0: But, you know, what else? I mean, think about it this way. What about, let's see, what about Aronofsky?
2: Well, you could do something. You do something in the real. You see, that would be cool because in the real world, it'd feel be super like tense. And then Aronofsky, when you the matrix, yeah.
1: Aronofsky would love to get his hands on like a scene, like the scene where where Neo wakes up in you yeah. know at, yeah. the real world, yeah. and he's like, and in you, that, would, in you would you would see the things tearing his flesh as they and he's got all those tubes yeah. in him and stuff like that's Aronofsky would would have a field day with that. Like, it would be the whole movie. Would, the,
2: yeah, the whole to, like, movie would be like him Neo trying to get out of the pod. In And he, but he was having like flashbacks in the matrix. That's the whole thing, but it took place all in the pod. Yeah. I think, I think that's clearly, that's, that's where it's gonna be at. That's right. right.
0: Alright guys, this was fun. So, guys, nerd you later. Nerd you later. Nerd you later. Cool.